So can you hear me? Turn off this. Hello? Good? So this lovely lady is my wife, Cherry. So Dan call us uh, Team Tam, because it's Cherry Tam, I'm Alvin Tam. I am a pastor of Sunny Bank, District Baptist Church. Um, today I'm thrilled to be here. Usually I speak in the Cantonese congregation. I have a chance to speak with you today. I'm thrilled. So let's pray together before we start. Father, thank you for this time. We thank you for the opportunity of coming together and listen to your word. Father, as we contemplate on your word, as we contemplate about the stories of catching fish, we pray that your Holy Spirit be with us, that you will guide us into greater understanding of these passages, that we will be moved to serve you better, to serve you with all our hearts and all our minds and all our body. In Jesus' name I pray all this. Amen. Today we are going to, I'm going to share with you about two stories. These two stories are about catching the fish. These two stories appear in the Bible in the beginning in Luke chapter 5 and at the end of the Gospel in John chapter 21. Now these story, two stories, one is this happens at the starting of Jesus' ministry. The other is at the end of Jesus' ministry, after he has resurrected from the death. So these two stories just complement one another and give you a better understanding. You can't understand the one without understanding the other. So let's look at these two stories. These stories happened in the same place. That place is the Lake of Gennesaret, or Lake Sea of Tiberias, or the Lake of Galilee. They are the same, the same place. I've been there. It's a lake, very, very large lake. And um, when I went there a few, many years ago, I saw there are many fish jumping around over the surface of the lake. And uh, people tell me they are catfish. You know catfish, they are very long and uh, very big. They're all jumping around because they don't, the juice doesn't like to eat them. They think they're dirty. They eat a kind of fish called St. Peter fish. This is about that size, and I have tried them. They are good taste. And um, this story is about catching the St. Peter's fish. And um, you know, in those days, about the first century, the way of the catching fish, it is not that easy. You know, they can't catch fish during daytime, they catch fish in the nighttime. Because at that time, the nets, they are made not of linen, they are made of ropes, they are thick ropes. So the, sea, the, the fish can see them during daytime. So they have to fish at night time. And uh, these ropes, when they are wet, they carry with them a lot of water. They become very heavy. So it's very tiresome. It's, it takes a lot of effort to draw fish out. So fishing was a very tiresome work in first century um, 
fishing industry. And those people who um, fish, they have to go fish fishing during the evening, and, uh, and they have to stay around 12 days, uh, tr sorry, 12 hours in the lake, and uh, come back during the time when the sun starts to rise. So during the 12 hours, they have to put down the nets many, many times and try to draw the fish out. And it's very tiresome. Now, this story, when it happened, uh, the one in Luke, we caught a story when Peter had just finished catching fish. And that night was terrible. They couldn't catch any fish. They tried their best. They couldn't. They are tired. They're disappointed. They went to the shore and trying to watch the nets, trying to finish the day. But at that time, Jesus came and came to Peter and said, Peter, come on. Pull out a little bit for me. Pull out the boat a little bit. And Jesus went into the boat and he started to preach. And he preached about a few hours. And then during daytime, maybe during the noontime, Jesus said to Peter, put out into the deep and cast out and let down the nets for a catch. What would you think Peter will think at that time? Peter is a professional fisherman. And what about this Jesus? For Peter, Jesus was just a teacher who knew nothing about fishing. Fishing is my thing. But now you, as a teacher, come to teach me and ask me to fish in this time of the day, in this place, you know. At that time, people don't fish in the deep. They fish in the shallow water. That is, that's because it's related to the kind of method of their fishing. Usually, at that time, they, they cast a net it's like this, and then they um, surround it uh, and form a tube like that, and then they draw, put some nets, other nets into it, and then draw some fish from it. So at that time, fishing cannot be taken place in shallow water, because if it's shallow water, it's okay. The, 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 the fish will be contained. But if it's in deep water, the fish can, can run away from, from here. They can escape from the bottom of the net. So to Peter, that was completely nonsense. So, but at that time, Jesus was the rabbi. And um, the rabbi, you know, that, that means teachers, Jewish teacher. And it's the custom of the follower of a rabbi to follow whatever the rabbi said. So they respect him. So now this rabbi is asking him to cast out into the deep, to go to fish, where he knows there won't be any fish. And I have tried that. And I know this is not the right place. This is not the right time. But because you said so, okay, I'll do it. And once he did that, and surprising happened. They caught a lot of fish, and even the, the nets began to break. And they need to signal, signal to other partners 
from the other boats to come and help them. And they all two boats were all filled with fish, and they began to sink. Now when Simon Peter saw that, he was completely amazed. He fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. He saw another Jesus. Previously, he saw his rabbi. But now, in verse 8, he says that he is the Lord. He understands this one is the same God that he believed. He is the Son of God. He has a great, better understanding of who Jesus is. And he began to realize that he is a sinful man. So you know the whole thing talk about experience of a believer, of a disciple of Jesus. And the whole thing talk about what Jesus do to a believer. To a believer, just like Peter, no matter what's happening to you, Jesus continue, continue to ask you to join the ministry to do the thing, to participate in the work of Jesus Christ. And that's the great commission, great mission that we learned from Matthew 28, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teach them what Jesus told them, and then Jesus will be with them wherever they go. So this is the, the mission that Jesus command, commands each of his believers to do. And that's happening whatever situation we are in. Now, if you look at the passage, when Peter was tired, was disappointed, Jesus still came to him. And Jesus asked him to put out a little bit. And then when, when Peter was uncertain, when he was doubtful about this, who this Jesus is, about what his command is just insane, says, I know all the things, and he doesn't know anything. Still, Jesus is still trying to call him to do the work of Jesus, to cast out an, into the net, cast out the net into the water. And which we know, for Jesus, he is the imagery that Jesus used for the mission, to preach the gospel, to share the gospel to other people. Jesus continued to ask Peter to do that, even though, she is stopped. He is doubtful. He is annoyed. Maybe he's disturbed. Mixed feelings. Jesus continued to ask him. Now, at the end, you see that when Peter says that he is a sinful man, he is so sinful. He says he want to. He asked the Lord to go away from him, depart from him. But even at that time, Jesus still asked him to come to join him for the mission. And Jesus said to him in verse, verse 10, it says, Jesus says, do not be afraid. And today you will become a fisher of men. You know, whatever situation we are in, God continue to call us into ministry, into serving him, into mission. So whatever situation now you are in, Jesus continue to call you to join this mission to participate in this mission. And this is the first point I would like to make. What's the situation you are in? Are you tired? Are you disappointed? Still, even at that time, Jesus still asks you to pull out a little bit 
for him? Would you be able to pull out a little bit for him? Would you just do some a little thing that you can do for the mission? Don't forget about the mission. Can you do a little thing as just praying for the missionaries? Can you just offer some support to missionaries? Can you share the gospel to the people around you? From Jerusalem to Samaria and then to all over the world. Uh, Can you do this? Just a little thing you can do. Or if you consider this place as a place of mission field, people come to the church, some of us, they don't know Christ. They come to learn about Christ. Do we, can we do a little thing to participate in this mission? To pray for the, the speaker? To pray for the people who are leading worship? Make this a place where we can serve together for God. And no matter what is your situation, maybe you are annoyed. Maybe you don't want to follow Jesus. Maybe you think that you are you know better than Jesus. But still, God wants you to join this mission. Or maybe you think you are too unworthy. You think you are too sinful, just like Peter. You say, I am a sinful man. Depart from me. But still, God still calls you to join this mission. I will make you a fisher of men. Even though you are sinful, I will still help you to become a fisher of men. So this is the first point I'd like to make. A disciple involved in mission, no matter what's happening to him. This is a true disciple. The second point I'd like to make in this passage is that we, we do mission together. We are not alone. If you look at this passage in uh, Luke, you know, This is not a story only about Peter. It's also about his co-workers. There are two boats. And each boat, there are a number of people. And at the end of the day, who who left everything and followed Jesus? Who? It's not Peter. If you look at the last verse in verse 11, it says, they left the nets and followed Jesus. They left everything and followed Jesus. So it's Peter and all his co-workers leave and leave all everything that he has and follow Jesus. Because mission is not a person, a thing that is done by a single person. It's done by a community. It's done by a group of people. It's not done by only a, oh, okay, a missionary that go, go far, far away in a certain country. That's all. He's not alone. We are doing teamwork together. So, everyone, we have to be involved in mission. And we have to cooperate in this mission. So, do you participate in this mission? Have you cooperated with one another to join in this mission? If you look at uh, verse... um, was um, seven uh, in Luke five. Uh, there's no PowerPoint. Can you show the PowerPoint? Um, Luke 
5, chapter verse 7. So they signal their partners into the other boats to come and help them. So you see this word partners actually appears in the um, this word, this partner, just like business partner. But you know the, the word partners appear again in verse 10. Verse 10. This also appears partners. And this partner has a special meaning. That's a different word in Greek compared with the first one. That means people who share things together. They share together um, in this mission. They are no longer um, two separate boats. They work together. And the same word partner appear in um, in Second Corinthians chapter one verse seven. When Paul talked about sharing in suffering and sharing sharing the comfort with one another. So this is an important word. And because we believe in Jesus, because we join this mission, we become co-worker. We work together. And if you look at these stories, this, the first story, how many boats are there? There were two boats. But the second story, the story in John chapter 21, there was only one boat. They seem to have changed their fishing method. They were fishing using two boats before. But now, after the resurrection, after they know the gospel, after they know who Jesus is, they use another method. Or at least, they join together. They, they join and become, they join into one boat and fish together in one boat. This is something that we have to learn together. After we know Jesus, we are in the same boat. We are working together to participate in this ministry, in the mission. So, we should reflect on how we are doing mission. It's not just the pastors are doing mission. It's not just those worshippers are doing mission. Each of us, you have come to this church. You are participating in this mission. Can you also realize you come not to watch a performance. You come also as part of the team to do this mission, to catch fish, to form a net of love where, the, where we can connect with one another with pure love, pure Christ love. That when people come, they will be attracted. They will be trapped by our love, by this net of love. And we have all our place to play in this church. So before you come to this church, actually, you have already participated in this mission. You have to remember the pastors. You have to pray for them. You have to pray for the, the workers here. You participate by praying, by remembering. You come early to greet your newcomers. You don't circle, um, have um, just come together in, uh, among the friends that you know and without um, knowing newcomers, without knowing other brothers and sisters, you just come into a circle of friends you know you love to hang around with. 
No. We need to connect that net to be a net of love. So we need people to join into welcoming ministry. We have uh, Douglas and Amy today. He just came to observe how welcoming is done in this congregation. I think it is really weak in this um, congregation about welcoming. And that's why they come to try to put something up. So all of you can participate in this mission to be more welcoming congregation so that when people come, they feel the love. People who come to church, they don't come because preacher preaching good. Maybe the preacher is lousy. <laughs> they still come because what? Because they can find love. The, Christ, the love of Christ in, in the church. So we have to be a, a congregation that connect with one another with pure love so that people can stay. So let's participate together in mission and think about what you can do to participate in this great mission. Our church is doing quite well as a multicultural church. We have people, uh, Chinese people, we have uh, Hong Kong people, we have people from Chin Fellowship. Um, we have even here, I think I know people from Thailand, people from um, other countries as well. This is good. This is really a strong thing of this church that we have to continue to um, foster this uh, value of uh, inviting, accepting other people, no matter what their nationality is, no matter what their race is. Be a person, be a people of more accepting other kind of uh, people. Even those, those people that you, you don't want to like to hang around because of the gospel, because of Christ, you come to him, you talk with him. That's something that we need to do. That's the second thing I just mentioned. To be a disciple that work together with other people to involve in this mission. The third thing this passage reminds us is that a true disciple rely on the power of Jesus to do mission. Without the power of Jesus, without relying on the Holy Spirit, we can't do mission. You see, the first story in Luke tells us that they can't, they haven't caught anything. They have worked hard all night. They haven't caught anything because they haven't met Jesus. The second story in John chapter 21 also says, Jesus in verse 7 asks Peter, uh, verse, verse 5, it says, Friend, have you got any fish? No, they answered. They couldn't get any fish. Because they haven't relied on Jesus. Jesus hasn't come to that yet. So it is the same when we do mission, we need to rely on the power of Jesus. Not by our power, not by our might, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do things together. So if you look at Peter, he is such a professional fisherman. He knows when to fish. He knows where to fish. But still, he can't catch anything. We can be the same if we involve in mission. But if we rely on our own power, rely on our own wisdom, we won't be able to catch any fish. If we come and, we, even though we have 
professional singers, professional drummers, professional guitarists, if we don't rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, we won't be able to catch fish. If there's no Holy Spirit working in, in us, we are just like those who are pounding um, gongs, what do you call that? Just making noise without power, without love, without the power of the Holy Spirit. So maybe just offer, especially for those who, who are serving in this congregation, I just commend you to come together to pray for the power of Holy Spirit when you serve. It's not about praying well. It's about whether we can get in touch with the Holy Spirit. It's not about me preaching well. It's about me whether I can stay in close contact with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit, so that when I preach, I preach with the power of the Holy Spirit. Whenever you do the things that you are doing, stay in touch with the power of the Holy Spirit. He will empower you and do the mission. You know, Matthew 28, we all familiar with the Great Commission. And the Great Commission says, go and, and go to all nations and baptize people and teach them what Jesus has told them. And what's the next one? There is a promise. And I will be with you wherever you go until the ends of the earth. There's a promise. When we start to do the mission, Jesus will be with us. When we step out, Jesus will be with us. So, do you want to start out, step out a little bit? Step out of your comfort zone. Put out a little bit for, uh, for, for the Lord. Or it depends on what call you. God, what call you to do. It may be a little thing that God wants you to do. Maybe a great thing that what God wants you to do. Maybe a difficult thing. I was a banker in Hong Kong many years ago. I worked 10 years as a banker. And 10 years ago, I heard a call from God to leave my, com uh, my, my profession and came to Australia and study um, psychology and study in the Bible College. This is something that God called me to do. And this is just like God calling Peter to launch out into the deep. It is to escape from your comfort zone, to step out further. Listen to what is God is speaking to you right now. Jesus may be speaking to you to put out a little bit for him. Maybe he's speaking you to launch out into the deep for him, for the mission. What is God speaking to you? Listen. Rely on him. And that's the third point I would like to mention. The last point I would like to mention about this is the, the, the last story. It's in John chapter 21. And many scholars say that this is actually talking about a time when we will meet Jesus in the heaven. And he will share with us. He will dine with us. We will eat with Jesus together. And, you know, what Jesus said to the disciples. Verse 10, it says, Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. And Jesus had prepared for them 
of five plates. And on the five plates, there were bread and there were fish. So Jesus already had the fish before they bring the fish in. So Jesus doesn't need them for the fish. Jesus has already got the fish. But they just came, God wanted to share with them the food of their labor. The same thing at the end of the day, at the end time, Jesus will also ask each of you to bring some fish to him. Not to eat them. <laughs> the fish are the fruits of our labor. These fish are those people who we have saved them through the power of Christ from the eternal destruction to have an eternal life. God will ask each of us, where's the fish? So how would you answer him? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your message that you have taught us, that you want, to, want us to involve in this mission together. And thank you for teaching us that we are not alone in this mission. We need to work together to join this mission. And thank you for reminding us that we need to rely on your power and not our own power and wisdom. And we need to have a good relationship with you so that we can have your love. And we thank you that you have given us this glorious hope that one day you will be with us. You will be sharing with us all the good things in life. In Jesus' name I pray all this. Amen.